Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. This is On the Block with Austin Norman and Eric Strickland, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. We just talked about Jair Alexander's one-game suspension. It's a two-game benching for Russell Wilson. That's right. The Denver Broncos are benching their starting quarterback. A little bit of a gutsy move by Sean Payton, but at the end of the day, Strick, this isn't about his play. Russell Wilson hasn't exactly lit the world on fire. I think 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions this year. Denver was on a bit of a winning streak to get their their way back into the playoff picture in a, a very crowded AFC race that we'll get into tomorrow. But really, at the end of the day, Strick, it's business. Russell Wilson's making a lot of money. He's not, you know, again, not playing terribly, but not playing up to what that money would dictate. And more importantly, there's a lot of guaranteed money on the books for Russell Wilson in the years to come. So what Denver is essentially doing is shutting him down. They don't want him to get injured over these last two games because in his contract, there's a clause that if he can't uh, you know, pass a physical or if he passes a physical on like March 1st, the money for next year becomes fully guaranteed. So Denver is paying a little bit up front to avoid having to pay a lot later in case Russell Wilson were able to get hurt over these last two games. Savvy business move by Denver, you know, to potentially avoid anything cataclysmic in terms of the the salary cap and what they'd have to pay Russell Wilson to rehab. But man, year one under Sean Payton for the Broncos has not gone as planned in really any way, shape, or form. It, it, it hasn't, and and they made they made strides. They looked like they were on their way to the return. Then, you know, they had a, a big loss there. You know, Wilson's five year, two hundred forty forty two point six million dollar contract. It, it, it's it's a lot of paperwork out there, and and the bonus was heavy too. So, when you look at uh, all of that that it entails, you know, what do you what are you going to give up, and what are you losing? And let's just say this also, he I, to me. I think there's bad quarterbacks out there. I think he doesn't have the same leverage as he probably would have had in the last year or two, Mm -hmm. Uh, being that there's a lot of quarterback needs out there that maybe somebody would take a chance. And because sometimes it's just a change of location. The location change for Russell Wilson didn't work to his benefit in this Mm -hmm. specific instance, but it's still a possibility that the right, the right organization, the right, uh, offensive coordinator, the right team, the right system, because we knew that the system worked to the benefit of Russell Wilson there in Seattle. So it's just kind of maybe finding something with a similar uh, makeup as that could have helped him. But at the same time, that's not the case. And now that this is a huge quarterback draft that's coming up in this in this uh, in this next cycle, it's it's going to be a, a hard sale for anybody to want to take on Russell Wilson's uh, contract and and, mm-hmm. and to try as a hope or a possibility to to get something out of him and and so the trade market for him is probably not going to be good at this point the only option you're probably going to be looking for is a waiver and maybe somebody picks him up on waiver at a cheaper at a cheaper number once he clears mm-hmm. but this is a tough situation for Denver um at this point this looks like they're just trying to maybe look at a cut and run type of option where they're looking at other um, opportunities being that this is a big draft. And if, you know, they kind of fall in the middle of the pack, they may land somebody that they feel a one or two quarterbacks, maybe someone early, someone late that they could, uh, you know, take a shot on or maybe find someone early and, and get a veteran out there, just kind of a more teachable, coachable type of veteran 
to throw in the mix just to kind of help that that younger quarterback along and or, or to be a piece or a bridge gap until mm-hmm. they can get him up to speed, you know, coming in. So they've got they've got some options, but it's not going to be a, a a light price tag on it once it comes down to the pipe. There's a lot in there. We'll start with the quarterback draft. Denver was in position to potentially draft a quarterback. They had the at one point the the third overall pick in the draft. Things were really bad. Um, including that you know blowout loss to Miami, where they give up what almost seventy points, seventy points I think it was. There's a lot of points. Um, Denver was in position to make that tough call at that point. Like, hey, we gave it you know a third of a season or so. It's not working out, Russell Wilson. We know we signed you to this extension, but given the way you're playing, we we gave Sean Payton a chance. It's not going to work. We're going to cut bait now. Continue the tank and get our quarterback of the future. Doesn't happen. Instead, the yeah, defense comes. Late. Yeah, the defense comes to life a little bit. They force a lot of turnovers over their yeah. five-game win streak, which isn't really sustainable outside of the state of Iowa, apparently. Um, and now they've lost a couple games again. So they won enough to take themselves out of consideration for drafting one of those quarterbacks. They gave up so much to get Russell Wilson; it'd be almost impossible for them to trade up into that conversation. So now, what you're left with is Russell Wilson essentially as the Jimbo Fisher of the NFL. With as much money as left, it's a tough call to walk away. He hasn't been a train wreck, but the team result isn't there um, based on the money that you're paying him. So Denver's, it seems like they're heading towards swallowing that pill now instead of later, which leads me to this, Strick. Who wants Russell Wilson at this price tag? Like, he would be the most expensive bridge option probably in NFL history because his extension hasn't even kicked in yet which is the crazy part. He still had two years on his contract from Seattle and then the five-year extension kicks in. So some team is signing up to take on all five years and what'd you say, $242.5 million for a bridge guy? Because very clearly Russell Wilson's not an answer for a franchise anymore. Yeah. And so they've got some hard decisions to make. I mean, that's a lot of money to eat and, and you just... Like this is the difference between football and basketball, right? It's pretty much what you see on the contract is what it's going to, what it is and what it's going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. There's not, there's not a lot of things that you can finagle and kind of work around. I mean, there, there's some tricky things, you know, obviously with Sohaya Tani, Sohaya Tani, you know, that contract situation, there's, there's ways to kind of wiggle and, you know, throw some things in there and make it feasible for the team and the organization. But with Russell's situation, you 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 look at like you said the small print. You look at the small print, and the small print is saying, "Okay, injury. Okay, well, shoot, we got to preserve that." Now they're looking for ways to keep money and and not necessarily mm-hmm. give it up. So, like you said, his bonus and stuff. He had still two years left. He's another five. What that contract looks like with the five? How much of that cuts? How much of that goes to the cap against you? That you now have to be accounted for, which is not going to help you because you can't go out and get free agents and stuff like that with a high price tag on your, on your cap. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough, man. It, it It's going to be hard to see. And, and look, I'm wondering how, you know, Elway and those guys are going to, you know, work that situation out. Cause it ain't easy. It ain't an easy solution to this one. It's really not. You mentioned that, that cap hit. So this year, the cap hit was 22 million for Russell Wilson Next year, $35.4 million. After that, $55.4, That is a so lot where of dead is that money. Cut? De- absolutely. So that's, that's what I'm saying. 
that fine print that we, you know, we, we would have to like literally dig into to try to figure it out. What is the time frame to where they can cut to where it's not going to affect them to the tune of 50 million or, or, you know, the, the likes of that, right? There, there because is a, there's going to be, there, I would say there ahead. is a potential out in 2026, which would make it a four year, yeah. $161 million deal with a $31.2 million dead cap hit. Still hard to stomach, but goes down yeah. slightly easier than 55. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then but look, <laughs> that's two years from now. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do with him sitting in two years? No, I, and I'm telling you, there's, there's, I don't think there's a trade trade spot for him. Mm-mm. Do you send them back? I mean, right now they're happy in Seattle with, with how things are going with Gino and there, there, there's a lot of money still out there. Cause you don't have to pay Russell Wilson that kind of money. So mm-hmm. they're still, they're still able to go out and get free agents and, you know, maybe sign some of their in, in home talent that, they wouldn't have to worry about, or they would have to worry about if, if uh, Russell Wilson was on, on, on the number for them. That's just the thing. Um, where could he land? Someone's going to take That's him on, bit. right? I mean, his contract is kind of Russell Wilson ish or Russell Westbrook ish, right? Making a lot of money for diminishing production, not the biggest guy, best days are behind him. We've seen Russell Westbrook, you know, find a role with the Clippers coming off the bench as they're on a roll. I still think there's enough adequate football in Russell Wilson that if he'd be willing to restructure a deal, some team would take a flyer on. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you look to, like, Minnesota, maybe, with, you know, all the, the quarterbacks they've shuffled through? Do you look to Washington not being sold on, on Sam Howell necessarily? Is there anyone else out there that you think, you know, Russell Wilson could be that bridge guy for for a year or two or is he just not going to have a seat at the table because of that contract um i lean more to not having a seat at the table but i also will say that a possible restructure could help in this situation um where you where you spoke of you got to look at their cap cap space situation right Mm -hmm. so you gotta you gotta really look at that because taking that in what it's going to hinder as far as your prospects, prospects, your goals, and where are you trying to go? Um, you know, like you look out there in Washington, for example, is he a B enemy fit? Probably not. I don't love it. Maybe. You know I, mean? I don't like, know. You know, that those are the, those are the things too. Who's going to be coaching him. Who's going to be the OC. I think those are things that you want to consider style of play. You know, what do you say that Russell's style of play is, Austin? I mean, is he is he more of a West Coast style guy? Is he, you know, more of a traditional, um, you know, traditional pocket type? He's not really, no. but he can, but he's mm-hmm. not. So you've got to look at who's going to be coaching him as well. Um, but. Just looking around the landscape, give me your thoughts. Sauter Hamilton touchline, 402-464-5685. If you were the GM, let's, let's just be real about it. Let's just be open and just throw it out there. Cliff Castro, what's up with you, man? Thanks for uh, shouting out on the, on the uh, YouTube stream, by the way. Um, listen, 
if you were the GM of any organization and what team, or if you were the agent, what team would you feel would be best suited for the style of Russell Wilson? Because obviously we know it need, he needs a change of scenery. We were hoping that maybe the coach, the coaching change and things would, would, would come. He's got talent there. So it's not even a fact of not having talent. I mean, listen, I'm sure uh, doggone uh, Br- uh, Bryce <laughs> down there in Carolina would love some of the weapons that Russell Wilson had. I mean, mm-hmm. I, let's be honest about mm-hmm. it, right? So where could he go? That I want to know. I want to know from you guys because I have no clue. I mean, I'm maybe thinking, you know, I, is Tampa Bay upset with with what they got going on? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you know, maybe that's a look. Is is uh, New Orleans? But guess what? You're talking about smaller market teams, mm-hmm. probably not big budgets. Is it New York? New York's probably got some money to do do some things. Is it? Is it something for him to look there or are they going to look to go younger because they've got, they, they can do more manageable things mm-hmm. with a younger quarterback, as opposed to a veteran quarterback, like you said, is towards the tail end of his days. Tampa intrigues me. You could talk me into maybe Atlanta potentially. Uh, that's a little bit mm-hmm. bigger of a market. I don't know. It's pers- a little bigger market there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Russ fits personality wise in Atlanta nearly as well. I also don't know if they feel like they're ready to, to take on, that that type of player. I don't know if the infrastructure is fully in place. If the Cardinals move on from Kyler Murray, I think they need a bridge guy, so maybe Russell Wilson could fit there, but I think he's too expensive because I think they would go back to tearing it down. And then from there, Strick, Yeah, because I mean, you still got to deal with Kyler Murray's situation. Right. I don't think the Bears are going to... a big deal. Yeah, I don't think the Bears yeah, are going to take him as a bridge guy. They'll just stick with Fields and no. or draft someone at the top um, of this year's draft. It, the no, I think Patriots. I, I don't think that he would want to go be the first guy in a post Belichick world necessarily. I just don't think there's a great fit out there for Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is is the Chargers somebody to to look at? You know what I mean? I think the Chargers still has some weapons, but I they 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 feel like you know Herbert might be their guy. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's hard to say. But listen, listen, I'm not throwing it totally under the bus, Austin, because here's why. Golf went up there to freaking Detroit. Right. And mm-hmm. and, and look, mm-hmm. people thought Jared Goff was done. Like cooked, you know, toasted. He, 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 he thought he was going into the mud. You know, mm-hmm. with the way things went and transcend down in LA, mm-hmm. it can happen. It can change for the better. It's I think it's just sometimes the right situation, the right system. Maybe they believe in you. Sometimes the market change. Let's see. Mm-hmm. L.A. market is way, way more different than up in Detroit. You can be mm-hmm. focused up in Detroit. I mean, look, no shout out. No, no, no shade to Detroit. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. I've played played up there many a time. Mm-hmm. To me, ain't nothing going on up there. You know, it's <laughs> stay focused. I'd probably be in the doggone uh, in, in the film room all freaking day. There ain't nothing <laughs> else to do, you know, so I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the other funny part about the situation to me, Strick, is that Jarrett Stidham is the guy that's going to be replacing Russell Wilson there in Denver. Well, guess what? Last year, Jarrett Stidham started at the end of the year when the Raiders moved Derek Carr to the bench. So two years in a row, two different teams, same division, though. I, these are slightly different situations. I think there's more more acrimony, more dislike between Derek Carr and the Raiders organization than Russell Wilson and the Broncos. 
But hey, good for Jarrett Stidham, right? That's a guy that, you know, hasn't been flashy, but maybe he's the next, you know, Chase Daniel, the next Chad Henney, where you'll hear his name for, you know, another decade or so bouncing around the league on the fringes, being that that kind of mop-up injury replacement or, hey, we want to bench our starter for injury reasons type of guy. It's it's not maybe the best thing that Jarrett Stidham wanted to be known for in his NFL career, but hey, maybe he's carved out a niche as the injury uh, prevention replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a new term there. We need to coin that phrase there, uh, Austin. But um, you know, look, shout out to Stidham. You know, mm-hmm. go get it, go get it. You get an opportunity, man. Don't don't waste those opportunities when they're presented before you. This is why I think, man. To be honest, Austin, is preparation is so key to your your step up or step in or fill in or whatever and become a, a, a mainstay name. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw what happened to Brock and now Brock is starting to feel the heat a little bit. Um, now people are starting to, but that's part of the marketplace. That's where mm-hmm. you are. San Francisco is part of that, that brand, you know, that high end brand. And uh, you, you're going to get the love and hate relationship that continues on. I mean, but if you're a guy in Denver, go make a name for yourself. Go, mm-hmm. go, go, go put your name in the forefront of, of, of uh, GM's minds as to uh, being that guy, that Chase Daniels, that backup guy who you can rely on uh, whenever anything may just just be that. And then you never know, a Geno Smith situation may pop up for you. And as long as you're preparing for the opportunity that presents itself, then you, you might have a shot at it, bro. Well, let's end the segment with this from Big Slim listening down in Florida. Um, is Wilson really an upgrade over Baker? Uh, even if he's not, I don't think they have the cap room in Tampa. Here's the thing. I, I A, don't know if Baker sticks around, and B, I don't know if Baker's is good next year. The thing about Baker Mayfield is when his back is against the wall, he has doubters, he has haters, he's fueled, he's motivated, he plays well. When Baker goes in as the guy, things typically haven't gone well outside of like that one year with the Browns where he had that separated shoulder, but even then he can use the the doubt and the motivation um, of people saying, oh, he's, bang- he's, he's not banged up, he's just not playing that well while playing through an injury. So... Yeah, I think it's much, 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 much more likely that Baker's in Tampa next year than Russell Wilson. I just don't think Baker Mayfield plays as well next year. I think playing well this year, going into next year as the guy in Tampa, if that's how it works out, I think Baker loses a little bit of an edge when he's the guy, Strick. <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting point. Uh, at this point, you've seen a track record of that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, you're just not throwing it up against the wall and hoping it sticks. You're actually looking at a track a track record and a trend mm-hmm. of, of, you know, his makeup. So um, I don't know. It's I, 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 I want to watch the Baker Mayfield in playoff contention when it really gets tight. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the times where, where things uh, at sometimes can be revealed about who you are and what your makeup is. We got the happy hour crew looking over my shoulder, watching the bowl game on the TV in here. That's who I'm looking at over my my left shoulder. We'll talk about some college football bowl games coming up here about half an hour or so. But some NBA news to get to uh, here in the next couple segments. Aaron Gordon out with an injury for the defending champion Nuggets. What does that mean for them? How'd the injury happen as well? Another kind of kind of silly shenanigan based story. We'll get into that and then uh, talk some more Detroit Pistons. Who's to blame? Uh, What's the way out for them? That'll lead off Hour 2. But we'll wrap up Hour 1 of On the Block here in just a sec.